Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. We're podcasting a Bible study each Sunday morning for those who could not be with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Now, we know that there are people even in the Omaha area who cannot be with us at that particular time for various reasons, but there are also people across the country and literally around the world who listen to our podcasts. They want to be in God's Word, but they, because of where they live, they obviously cannot be with us in person. So we're thankful that we're able to teach God's Word through the medium of the internet and by means of these podcasts to everybody everywhere who wants to tune in wherever they might live all over the world, wherever the internet is available. So we're thankful to be here, and we're thankful that you're there. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can in your life through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody grow in their faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And thereby, you may help somebody come to God you may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. And also tell them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the the podcast button, sign up for our podcasting. It's free. It always will be free. And when they sign up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smartphone or computer or whatever smart device they choose, they will receive our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a Monday through Friday radio program, daily radio program called Search the Scriptures, and a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but it is every single day, keeping us in God's Word. And again, that is really helpful for our faith. We call that today's Bible class. All of that will automatically go to their smartphone or computer or whatever device they choose for free. Again, always will be free. So help people grow in their faith and come closer to God. We're going to get back into our study from the book of Judges. We're getting toward the end of this particular book. We've gone through quite a number of the early books of the Old Testament already. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. And again, we're coming close to going uh, to finishing up with the book of Judges. But we've got a few more chapters to go. Now, chapter 17 is where we pick up today. And this is a short chapter, only 13 verses long. Uh, but it, it is, it, it, to some extent, it might seem a little puzzling because of, of a particular name that is used here. And it could be confused with the book of Micah, the name of the penman God used to write that particular book, Micah being a prophet. This Micah in chapter 17 is not that Micah. But it's also, it also points to the, what just the confusion and difficulty of the Israelite people during that day as to how they were trying to follow God to some degree but they were mixing things up so badly. And also their, their faith, faithfulness to God was continually uh, hindered by their worship of idols. Well, let's see what we're talking about and pick up with verse 1 of Judges chapter 17. 
Now, there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim whose name was Micah. And he said to his mother, now this Micah again was not that Micah who wrote the short prophetic book Micah toward the end of the Old Testament books. This is a different Micah. You know, again, we think about in our, our culture, in our nation today, how many Johns do you know? <laughs> I've even known a number of John Smiths. <laughs> but how many Marys do you know? How many, you know, Georges do you know or have you known in your life? And the list could go on and on. This was just a, a name that apparently was fairly common among the Israelite people. And so this particular man was named Micah. He was not, again, that, that faithful prophet who wrote the book of Micah by God's guidance. So there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim whose name was Micah. And, his, and, and he said to his mother, the 1,100 shekels of silver that were taken from you and on, on which you put a curse, even saying it in my ears, here is the silver with me. I took it. And his mother said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my son. And we might be left wondering, oh, what is this, what, what, what is this about? You know, 1,100 shekels of silver, that was quite a sum of money in the culture and, and currency of that day. And uh, she had put a curse on it because it had been taken from her. And so Micah says, here, uh, here is the silver with me. I took it. Are we to understand that he's the one who took it? Behind his mother's back, yeah, again, I'm not certain how we're to take that particular discourse. His mother said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my son. So when he returned the 1,100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver from my hand to the Lord for my son to make a carved image and a molded image. Now, therefore, I will return it to you. Well, now here's a lady who she says, I had dedicated this money, I had dedicated this money, wholly dedicated this money from my hand to the Lord for my son. And then she specifies to make a carved image and a molded image. So she says, I've dedicated this money to the Lord for my son to make an idol. Now, she's expressing her faith in God, I think we're to understand, but she is apparently wanting to have an, an image, an idol constructed in honor of God, and she would worship God through that image. Verse 4 goes on and says, thus he returned the silver to his mother, then his mother took 200 shekels of silver and gave them to the silversmith, and he made it into a carved image and a molded image, and they were in the house of Micah. The man Micah had a shrine and made an ephod and household idols, and he consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. Now, if we go back to the original Ten Commandments, and this would have been the basis of the spiritual law under which the Israelites of that day were living before God, at least should have been living, we begin 
with the very first, the very first commandment. Exodus 20, verse 2. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Now notice verse 4. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of my fathers, or of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. What this woman had this silversmith craft for her and what Micah set up as at least part of a shrine, but it also says that he had other household idols. And this was common, it seems, within the households of Israelite people at that time. This was a direct violation of that first commandment, of the original ten. This woman had an idol made, an image. God said, you don't do this. You see, now someone might say, well, wouldn't that be like an icon through which we can worship God? That's not okay. It is in direct violation to that first commandment. And, and the icon, without even realizing it, can become the focus of the worship and dedication of the individual who uses that icon supposedly to worship God. God says no. And and again, God is not an image that we can manufacture from things or beings of this earth. God is spirit, invisible to the physical eye. Now, Micah, he makes this part of a shrine in his house. And he consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. In those days, there was no king in Israel, verse 6. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now, everyone did what was right in his own eyes does not mean they were doing what was right, generally speaking. They did what what was right in their own eyes, what they felt good about, what they considered to be okay, righteous, But obviously, they made a whole lot of blunders along the way. And they did things that they thought were right that were not right. They were wrong. And this is one of those cases. In verse 7, now there was a young man from Bethlehem in Judah of of the family of Judah. He was a Levite and was staying there. The man departed from the city of Bethlehem in Judah to stay wherever he could find a place. Then he came to the mountains of Ephraim to the house of Micah as he journeyed. And Micah said to him, where do you come from? So he said to him, I am a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah, and I am on my way to find a place to stay, looking for some place to stay. Micah said to him, dwell with me and be a father and a priest to me, and I will give you 10 shekels of silver a year, a suit of clothes, and your sustenance. So the Levite went in. So Micah's saying, I'll support you. 
Stay with me. Be a priest to me. Now, the Levites were supposed to be the priestly tribe. The high priest would, would come from the tribe of Levi. And this Levite should have known better, obviously. It should have been yeah, quickly brought to the forefront of his mind when he saw these various images, idols, that Micah had in his household as a shrine, and at least one of them, and maybe, maybe he was thinking all of them would serve as images of the true God. But that was, again, in direct violation and disobedience to God's commandment to not make any images. Don't bow down to them. Don't worship through them. Don't pray through them. But this Levite goes in. Verse 11, then the Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man became like one of his sons to him. So Micah consecrated the Levite, and the young man became his priest and lived in the house of Micah. You see, compromise, it becomes very attractive, but also it, it, it becomes kind of, you know, blended in with the scenery, so to speak, that we don't recognize it a lot of times as being compromise, but it is. You can't compromise the truth and it's still being the truth. Verse 13, the last verse in the chapter, then Micah said, now I know that the Lord will be good to me since I have a Levite as priest. He thought, this is of the, priest, of the priestly tribe. This man is of the priestly tribe. I know God's going to bless me now because I have a Levite as my priest in my household. Well, not necessarily so. And that Levite should not have tolerated that shrine of idols that Micah had in his house, even though apparently Micah was using at least one of them, and I don't know, maybe all of them, as different, different images to, through which he was supposedly, in his mind, worshiping God. But it, again, was exactly the opposite of what God instructed. God said, have no images, make no images do not bow down to them. Do not worship them, even if those images, and here's the understanding, it should have been stark in Micah's mind, even if those images are supposed to be of me, you don't know what I look like. I am spirit. I'm not like any, anything of this earth. But the people of Israel continued, continued, continued to struggle with the worship of idols, with idolatry. And I would say that most of the time, the scriptures seem to indicate that these idols were not of the true God, but they were supposedly idols of the Gentile peoples all around them. God's lowercase g that they worshiped and certainly not of God. But even if, if some of them were supposed to be images that helped them think about God, they should not have had those. That was in contradiction to God's teaching and instruction 
and commandment. Have no idols and have no images, no carved image. Don't bow down to them. Don't worship through them. But they kept struggling with this for many hundreds of years. Well, we'll pick up with chapter 18 next time and see something of an influence that Micah had, not just on his household, but on other people as well within Israel. Let's pray. Father, help us. Help us to stay true to your teachings. Because, as Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. John 8 and verse 32. Help us, even when it is inconvenient at times, and even when we might be the only ones who insist on living by the truth of your word, help us to make that commitment anyway, and to stay true to you through living by the truth of your words. We pray for souls, Father. We pray for our souls. Please forgive us and hear a prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.